Welcome to the Word of Grace podcast. As a community, we exist to love on God with all that we are and to share His grace with everyone. If you want to connect with us more, head to social media or wordofgracechurch.com. Here's today's episode. I just want to start with, let's do one more round of applause for the kids because they did great today. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Welcome, uh, members of our church, family, friends. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you for joining us for and for allowing our kids to take over service. This is not something we normally do, but it is exciting, and the kids have worked really hard. I'm very proud and thankful for all that they've put into telling Jesus's birth story. It's an honor to be here today with them. It's an honor to speak with you today as a mom, as a teacher, and as your children's ministry director. So today I want to start with one question. Have you ever thought about fairy tales? People often go crazy for a good fairy tale. Stories passed down first through oral tradition and later captured in writing by greats such as Aesop and Brothers Grimm. Fairy tales by design captivate our attention with adventure and emotion. They contain relatable characters who go through heartache and struggle, only to succeed in the end. Fairy tales inspire hope and make us feel good. I recently searched my Netflix account with the word Christmas, and what came up made me roll my eyes and laugh all at the same time. The page was filled, and when I say filled, I mean like filled, with Christmas romantic comedies, modern day fairy tales. Every single one of these movies starts with a damsel in distress. Her life is undergoing some major transition and she is losing it. Maybe she just lost her job, she has some sort of illness, or the love of her life just left her. Anyway, she's frantic and falling apart because life just isn't what she expected it to be. And then in walks Prince Charming, the guy who steadies her and helps her make sense of the world again. Her life appears to go from frantic to perfect in a little less than an hour and a half, and everything is happy in the end. The cynic in me rolls my eyes because that's just not how life happens, and the romantic in me laughs because it would be great if that's really how life worked out. I think the truth is we're drawn to a good fairy tale because something inside of us desires that perfection. But what we fail to see is it isn't found in things of this world. It's only found in heavenly places. Let me explain. The Christmas story that the kids just told us is filled with people who were average people. They weren't perfect in any way, but God decided that they were ready for his word. And when they heard his word spoken, they were transformed. Like the damsel in the fairy tale, their lives changed when their Prince Charming appeared and told them his plans for them except Prince Charming in this story is God himself. Take Mary, for instance. We just heard her story. She was a young girl engaged to be married and likely had all the things that came with preparing for a wedding, when out of nowhere, an angel appeared and spoke God's word over her. The angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. At that moment, everything in her life changed. She went from engaged to mom of the Son of God in an instant. We also heard about Joseph, 
the man engaged to marry, who had some reservations that his soon-to-be wife was pregnant with God's son. It sounds pretty unbelievable. But again, an angel appeared and spoke God's word, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because that what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. In that instant, his life changed. Joseph went from, I'm not so sure about this, to traveling with Mary to Bethlehem for the census. The last transformation in the story happened with the shepherds. They were working in the field when the angel appeared and spoke God's word, saying, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. At the hearing of God's word, their purpose changed. They left their fields and they went to see the baby Jesus. After seeing the baby, they became the heralds of the greatest news the world has ever heard. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And just like in the fairy tales or romantic Christmas movies, the people in God's story experienced a radical life change, a transformation that moved them from where they were to a place they didn't even know they wanted to be until they got there. Could it be that life can actually play out like a fairy tale? So contemplating fairy tales and Christmas got me thinking about transformation and what it really means. So what did I do when I want to know what something means? I went to the dictionary. The dictionary defines transformation as a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. So to me, it sounds like fairy tale and transformation both revolve around one single word, and that word is change. Change, of course, made me think of kids. Because my favorite advice to give to new parents is don't worry. While parenting sometimes will feel like it never ends, especially when they're two and they've learned the word no, the truth is that the only thing constant in life is change. So buckle up and cherish each moment because it will soon change. Let's think about it. When a child life begins, they change from a group of living cells into a fully developed newborn baby in just nine months. Then, just three months after they're born, they've changed again from helpless newborns who have to rely on everyone around them for their every single need to infants who are beginning to move and interact with those around them. Within nine months following that, they change again into independently mobile beings who eat solid food and start to use communication with a purpose. And within 12 months following that, they've changed again into toddlers, gaining independence, noticing others in their space, and gaining their own opinions, and that's just in the first two years of their life. Children are the epitome of change. Their moods change, their bodies change, their minds change, they change. They grow and change at unprecedented rates. But what does their change have to do with our change? Well, as the adult in our children's lives, it's our job to help them change. Under the guidance of God, we love them, even when they seem unlovable, because they're tired or they're hungry. When they're tired and hungry in my house, we call that hangry. 
We get to bring calm to their chaos. We study them. We help them understand what happens in their world. We have the privilege of guiding their transformations and helping them to grow into the adults they will all soon be. The hope is they grow and change into the person that God wants them to be. You see, that last part is key. We don't want our kids to just be someone. We want them to be the someone God wants them to be. But how do we make sure we're directing them towards God? How do we love them and teach them and do it all in God's way? Well, we do it by being intentional about what we teach them, what we model for them, and what we expose them to. The Bible says in Proverbs 22.6, Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. But how do we train our children and help them transform into who God wants them to be when we ourselves are still undergoing the transformation process? How do we teach them the right things to do when we still make so many mistakes ourselves? The questions and the uncertainties and the pressure all feel very real. The truth, however, is simple. We rely on God. But what does that actually mean? It means we accept the gift that he offers us at Christmas. We model reliance on God's son, Jesus. We model his life. We ground ourselves in his truth. And we always turn to his word. And we let the transforming power of his word take hold in our lives. Sounds simple enough, right? The good news is it's not totally up to us. Transformation isn't something that we do all on our own. Babies don't grow because they will themselves to do such. It's part of God's design for them. Relying on his word is part of his design for us, too. He designed us to need him. He designed us to search for him, to fill that space that we feel. Some try to fill that space with other things that make them feel good, but leave them hunting for more of that feel-good feeling. Only God can completely fill the God-sized space that he put in us. Only a relationship with him can completely fulfill our need to feel connected. Our transformation happens when we allow him into us. And that is what Christmas is all about. The world was broken. It was filled with sin. And God offered us a way out. He offered us a transformational choice. The ability to choose to accept the gift that he offers us at Christmas. With our acceptance comes peace that only he can give. We don't have to have all the answers because he already does. We need not fear because he is with us. Isaiah 41.10 states, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I know when I'm scared as a parent, this verse gives me something to cling to knowing that even when I feel afraid, he doesn't, and he's there and he's helping me, is always something that helps steady me when times are at their hardest. Because you see, as we parent, we don't have to have all the answers. We do need to set down our pride and let him transform us into who we need to be to raise the children that he gave us. I've often said, God doesn't give us the children we want. He gives us the children that we need. 
the ones that we need to humble us, to help us grow, and to strengthen us. He designed them to fit perfectly into our lives and us into theirs. We only need to choose to let him. So when we get it wrong, and trust me, we will get it wrong a whole lot, we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to fear that we've messed up our child. We need to trust that they are his child first. We need to allow him to transform our hearts and humble us and let him teach us a better way. When we do it right and it goes wrong anyway, because this will happen too, we don't need to try to understand why. We need to allow him to move us from reliant on ourselves to reliant on him, because only he can show us what to do. And sometimes, when everything works according to plan, we need to give him the glory. Jeremiah 29:11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You see, it was never our plan. It's always been his plan. Christmas is not about us. It's about him and his story and his plans. As we celebrate this Christmas season, let's focus not on ourselves and what we can do this season or in any season. Let's focus on God's transformative power on display in us and through us as we share his story with a hurting world in need of a savior. For the savior the world needs has already arrived. He was born to die a brutal death on the cross for our sins. He shed his blood so that we may have peace. He chose us and he is here. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to gather today with family and friends and our church family, Lord. We thank you because in this room, you've brought generations together. And God, your story is for the generations. It's for parents who have small children. It's for parents who have grown children. It's for people who aren't parents yet. Lord, your story is for everyone. And we just ask, Lord, that as we go through this Christmas season, you give us the courage to tell your story. For our lives are not about you, Father, or our lives are not about us, Father God. They are about you. They're about your plans for us. So Lord, I ask that this Christmas season, you help us to humble ourselves before you, Lord, knowing that you are writing our story just as you wrote your son's story, that you are doing it to reach the broken and the hurting in the sin-filled world. Lord, we thank you for the transformative power of your son. We thank you for the gift that you offer us at Christmas, the gift that brings peace and heartache, the gift that brings calm to our chaos. Lord, we thank you for you and the relationship that you have with us. Lord, we ask that you just continue to be with us. Help us in each hard moment with our families. Help us to celebrate you with each joyous moment in our families. Lord, may all the glory be to you forever and always. We ask this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Can we give Sharon a round of applause to this morning? Well done. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps others find this content. If you want to connect with us, head over to social media or go to wordofgracechurch.com.